The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Danielle McCartney. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. Well, 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 good evening, New York sports fans. It's 11.45. The radio is a little fast uh, uh, here. Uh, the time here, it is 11.45 and 49 seconds here in the Boomer and Geo studio in New York City. Man, oh man, that net game was was something else, wasn't it? Uh, that's why we're on a little bit early tonight. Start time was supposed to be 12, but you know what? I'm here, and let's get, let's do it. I'm Daniel McCartan, McCartan before midnight, and I'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up till 2 a.m. on this short show on this late Saturday night, or I guess technically it will be early Sunday morning very shortly. I guess it just depends on your perspective. So whatever you're doing, I appreciate you tuning into the show right now. So we're here. We're here in the Big Apple. Paul Rosenberg and I, again, from the Boomer and Geo studio here in lower Manhattan. And you know the number. It's already pre-programmed into your phones. 877-337-6666. And load them up with your best content only, please. Well-researched and everything. Um, That net game was... uh, was bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it down ten nothing from the outset. I don't. I don't think the Nets ever held the lead at all tonight. And that's seven in a row that they've lost seven in a row. This mighty Nets team, who's you know the sights were set on the finals, winning the finals, the master plan. You know, was to bring in these big three guys, Durant and Irving and Harden. And now the wheels have have fallen off in this season. And it started with the inability for Kyrie Irving to play now in, in home games. He's now allowed to play in away games. Is it too little too late? Because you've got Kevin Durant out for a, a long period of time with an injury. And 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 James Harden, in the final piece of this, in the final linchpin of this, he's not happy with being a Brooklyn Net. The guy who forced his way out of Houston with a fat suit is now wanting, he was out again in this game, left hamstring tightness, didn't play a single minute. And you have to think, that that is, maybe he's really hurt. And if he is, you know, I wish him the best. But I think I've seen this before. I think I've seen this before. And you've got, as this microphone literally comes out of the socket here, I've got to move over chairs. This is, this is not good. <laughs> um, but you've got this big three with the expectation to win it all and take it all. And now it's not looking so good. For the mighty Brooklyn Nets, who right now are sitting at, as, as the, if the season ended today, my favorite cliche, if the season ended today, they would be the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And of course, as you just heard on the Brooklyn Nets postgame, you want to stay out of 7, 8, 9, 10. Those are the play-in games. You want to be six or above. Now, can they tread water? with an unhappy Harden and a Kyrie Irving part-time player without 
any sort of timeline for return for Joe Harris. I heard on the way in that that in in when they were commentating on the game that that he met with the media today and and Joe Harris that is and there might need to be another procedure done and if that's the case he'll be out for the season. I mean, how badly? How badly? Do the Nets miss obviously Kevin Durant? But but Joe Joe Harris as well. So this Nets team, they're in dire straits. They they are they are in trouble. Skidding on a seven game losing streak. And, and I'm just looking real quick. It's gotta be the longest in the NBA. Yeah, it, it's the longest losing streak in the NBA. Which is say and, and it's not even close, really. Any other team is is not even close. You got the Raptors with a five game losing a winning streak, that is. It's just not close. The, the Nets are in trouble. The Nets are in a tailspin. And would a trade with the Philadelphia 76ers, sending James Harden there, would it alleviate, would it make this Brooklyn team's team better? I'd argue no. So in my opinion, they have to do everything they can to placate James Harden. He's not happy. This is a league that is dictated by the the superstar players, of course, Harden being one of them. It'd be interesting to see how this plays out. Because as of four hours ago, there was a, there was a report by, by Sham Sharnia that, that he wants out. And the trade deadline is just, I mean, it's February 10th. It's coming up. What is that, next Thursday? So we can, that'll, we could weave that thread in throughout the show tonight. Again, until 2 a.m. And have, have you seen the video of Julius Randle being asked about his status, his his trade status. Have you guys seen? Wait, before we get to that, one point that I wanted to make, if Harden gets traded to the 76ers, right, including tonight's game, including tonight where he, he didn't play, the Durant-Harving, the Durant-Irving-Harden big three, will have played in exactly 10 regular season games together in two years. 10 regular season games together in two years. Harden, Durant, Irving. That's uh, that's not something you want to see from your big three. Uh-huh. That's like 9% of regular season games being played together. 9%. And then and then Julius Randle was asked. Obviously, since the uh since the incident with the fans on the court, where he gave a particular finger to the fans on the court at the garden. Julius Randle has been raked through the coals. I mean, I was looking at some stats of his from just last season. And then last playoffs. And then this season, it is a total decline, total and rapid decline in almost every single category where just last season, he was an all-NBA player. And then here we are where he's unfollowed the Knicks on Instagram. That's when you know 
That is when you know. Can someone please check for me if James Harden has unfollowed the Nets on Instagram? But this was an awkward, painfully, painfully awkward exchange between him and a couple reporters. I I guess it is before before tonight's game, after the most recent practice. It's been recent. It was recent. And and here's here's what Julius Randle had to say about the rumors of him being moved at or before the deadline. The trade deadline is coming up, and uh, amazingly, your name has come up as a possibility. I mean, do you think that's just rubbish? I mean, do you? I mean, who, who, who reported it? I mean, it's it's been out there that the Knicks are open. Who's, who who reported it? Uh, I, a couple of re- reporters. Who? I That's don't not know. My, you don't know. You just I mean, no, no, I know it's been out there. Who reported it? <laughs> Do we know? Good job, Mark. Okay, next question. Who reported it, Mark? ESPN, I believe. You know, you're just making up stuff. No, 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 no. It's, it's been out there. Who reported it, Mark? Uh, I think I think Ian Begley reported that okay. the team is open to. What was he saying? I don't know. To trading Julius. That sound like gossip to me, Mark. Yeah, okay. it does. Right. Have you <laughs> talked to management about you know what might need to be done or this is just so you know, said what might need to be done? I, I just trust them. Man. I think they do a great job. It's uh, part of the reason, like we talked in the summer uh, when I signed my extension, because I trust them. So yeah, and that's part of the reason why it's going to be real difficult to move a very clearly unhappy Julius Randle. But but shame on that reporter, whoever that was, to ask a player about his status. You need to know where the report came from. I mean, that's that's just reporting 101, asking questions 101. I mean, this isn't TMZ news here. Who reported it? It's just painful. It was painful to watch. It was painful to listen even back to playing for you. And that audio is uh, courtesy of Max Wildstein on Twitter. It was just, It's just brutal. And then who would have thought? And by the way, I, I do think that, that Julius Randle will be moved. I mean, the, the, the situation there is so direly toxic. It's just, it, it's got to happen. They have to figure out a way to do it. Um, he's blocking OB Toppin from getting some some real minutes here and, and real development. And I and I, again, I was a fan of OB Toppin when they drafted him. I was a fan of Emmanuel Quickly when they drafted him. And this is the youth movement, right? The youth movement. And here is Julius Randle. Just last season, an all-pro standing in the way of it. I mean, just, just, it's just, it's just amazing. The, the fall from grace from Julius Randle, who is revered in this city, to where he is now. It's just, it's just amazing how fast, how fast. And we have some news on a Saturday night, a late Saturday night at that. Friday night. Oh my God, I'm getting all mixed up. Friday night, late Friday night at that. Um. Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham is now former Giants defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. If you haven't seen it, Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders have scooped him up. So I, I wish him well in his, his in his new endeavor in, in, in Sin City, my second home. But... We talked about this. I was trying to think. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? If once Dayball was hired. So once Dayball was hired, you're looking at his staff around him. And you're like, and I said it. And I said, okay, well, 
if if Graham gets another job, good for him. It's good for him, and it's good for the Giants because now the Giants are able to, you know, Joe Shane can come in here, Brian Dayball can come in there, and they can assemble a staff with with blank slate, clean slate, ground build it ground up, much like the Jets did in their rebuild. So while I wish Patrick Graham well, I think the Giants are in a good position. I know he had to deal with a lot of injuries, especially right in the middle. Blake Martinez going down really, really hurt that defense, I think, more than anybody is willing to admit. But the soft coverages, I was calling for them to go almost immediately. You you were calling me up and telling me the same thing. We agreed on that philosophy. Now, when the Giants have two really prime picks, five and seven in this draft, you go out and you get yourself a stud offensive lineman at five. You go out and you get yourself a stud defensive lineman at seven or vice versa. And you bring in Don Wink Martindale as your defensive coordinator. A guy who likes to bring the house. That That's the style of play that I'd like to see from this Giants defense. That's the style of play. Second choice, maybe Vic Fangio. There's another name circling around, Mike Zimmer. Those are probably the top three right now to replace Patrick Graham. I don't like how Zimmer left the Vikings. There were personalities. 